Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ. Living Orthodoxy is the parish podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania. Glory to Jesus Christ. I had planned a different sermon. I was going to tell you about VCS and to listen for the youth choir singing the new Bulgarian setting of Holy God, new to us, and especially listen to them during communion singing the communion hymn of Transfiguration, We Shall Walk in the Light of Thy Countenance, O Lord, Forever. But as I was putting my sermon together, I kept coming back with the words that I preached to the Archdiocese a week and a half ago. And though the, there's a different setting, really a different audience, the readings were different, the saints of the day were different, but the same message kept, kept coming through. So you'll see I'm preaching to bishops and an archbishop and to priests and to the lay leadership of the Archdiocese, but I think you can get something out of this as well. And it's not appropriate to preach like this in a small church. There were a thousand people there, and I had to yell. So forgive me if I scare you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Your eminence, your graces, reverend clergy, brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ is in our midst. We are enjoying such gracious hospitality and peace in Christ during this holy convention. But don't forget, we are warriors. Our foes are fierce, the battle lines drawn, and casualties piled high. America's greatest generation beat the communists on foreign shores. We won the Cold War, but the time bomb of atheistic Marxism was snuck into our society through the academy and exploded in the sexual revolution. Remember Woodstock, the 400,000 people at Woodstock was 50 years ago this month. Undermining traditional church, family, and humanity Marriage is mocked by divorce and debauchery. Babies are avoided and aborted. We outsource our loved ones to daycares, secular schools, nursing homes, and funeral parlors. We bring anti-Christian media into our homes to mesmerize and catechize us. Thus, 60% of our children leave the faith why? Perhaps we are the salt losing its saltiness. Perhaps we are the city hiding on the hill. Perhaps we are forgetting our call as a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Perhaps we have only half renounced the world to begin with and are now torn between our two masters. Perhaps we're persuaded by the propaganda of our opponent, suggesting we replace dogma and holiness with accommodation 
and compromise. Perhaps we need to listen to Elder Paisius, who gives us the answer to anxiety by reframing the problem. He says, not drugs, alcohol, tranquilizers, psychiatric treatment, not yoga, new age, or Eastern meditation. The problem is that we have lost God as the center of our lives. Or perhaps we are simply weak and weary, isolated and satiated, distressed and distracted, leaving many of our parishes bleeding, infected, and on life support. No wonder we are considered successful when we merely keep the doors open. No wonder we are tempted to betray the faith in shame, vanity, and laziness. No wonder we stay silent, clinging to society's acceptance and our tax-exempt status. Let's stop and ask ourselves, have we laid aside the Great Commission like fishing nets to jump into the sea and swim with the fish? Have we become too sophisticated for the Holy Fathers, allowing science and scholarship to supplant scripture and tradition? Have we, like Esau, sold our birthright for a bowl of lentils? We are warriors, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The battle is for hearts and minds, the hearts and minds of our people. Do we have the courage of David to step out against Goliath with only a sling and a prayer? I do. I have courage in Christ with you because of clergy and faithful in a forgotten California logging town who introduced me, a spacey, self-centered flower child, to the one who clothes the lilies of the field. I, we, have courage in Christ, who illumines many like us, hung over from nihilism and narcissism, progressivism and individualism. We have courage in Christ under the protecting veil of our champion leader, surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses and the heavenly hosts. We have courage in Christ in today's readings and saints, in our Lord's healing the bleeding woman and calling us out of isolation, in St. Paul's reminder that, though enslaved to the world, in putting on Christ we are redeemed, liberated, adopted by God. In St. Paraskeva of Rome, who dedicated her wealth and beauty solely to God's glory. In St. Jacob of Alaska, who overcame obstacles in language and logistics, failing health and fellow ministers to preach the gospel to his people. We have courage in Christ in our convention theme. Thank you, Sayyidina, for your courageous leadership. In our convention theme, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This apostolic drumbeat, the very heartbeat of God, pulsing in his people's steady march, is entrusted to us for transmission without improvisation 
to the next generation. We have courage in Christ to keep our churches strong, pulsing with prayer and repentance, surging with service and sacrifice, living in liturgy and community, exploding in evangelism and education. We have courage in Christ to keep our churches strong, not confused about biology, but constant in the Bible, not in conflict over rubrics and recipes, microtones and bureaucracies, but cooperating to share the medicine of immortality, not complacent with institutional survival, but confident in our Savior's promises, not comfortably numb, but crucified with Christ. We have courage in Christ because he is with us, receiving our repentance, honoring our intentions, inspiring our virtue, and crowning our success. We have courage in Christ because he is bearing with us the hatred and persecution of Satan and his servants as we stand for truth. Our people, especially our youth, need clear orthodox example instructions and boundaries regarding life, marriage, procreation, sexuality, gender, theology, and ecclesiology. We have courage in Christ because he is with us, purifying, illumining, and deifying us in the sacraments and asceticism. We have courage in Christ because he is with us right now, making this convention a turning point in our service to God, leading his people in a way of life that is pleasing to him. We have courage in Christ knowing that he has already conquered sin, the devil, and death. We are warriors, rightly rejoicing with the angels and saints at the victory banquet of our Lord. But stop the music a moment. The war may be won, but our duty isn't done. What about our brothers, the fallen, the wounded, still embattled and captive? They need us. A closing question to haunt us. I know we have courage in Christ, but do I, do you, do we have enough love for Christ to return to the bloody battlefield with the good news of his victory? To him be all glory forever and ever. Amen. For more information about St. Philip Orthodox Church, visit us online at st-philip.net.